The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Benjamin Dolly. Today is the final day to submit online comments related to Governor Glenn Youngkin's proposed model policies regarding transgender students. VPM News obtained an email showing the Office of Attorney General Jason Miaris tried to prevent people from commenting on the policies in person at a meeting last Thursday. Ben Pavier reports. In an email last week, Senior Assistant Attorney General Deborah Love advised the State Board of Education to not allow public comments on the policies. She noted the board has no legal authority over the policies and claimed its bylaws don't allow them to hear comments on things that aren't under their purview. Eden Hillman is legal director of the ACLU of Virginia. You know, the board has a general supervisory responsibility over the system of public education in the state of Virginia. They can hear testimony on anything that they want. Daniel Gecker, the chairman of the board, who was first appointed by former Governor Terry McAuliffe, agreed. Gecker allowed several hours worth of testimony, many from parents who argued the policies will hurt trans and non-binary students. The policies would require permission from parents for students to use pronouns or nicknames that don't match their legal documents. Ben Pavier, VPM News. New test data released this week from the National Center for Education Statistics illustrates the scope of pandemic-related learning loss for Virginia students. Black and Hispanic students, as well as English language learners, saw the steepest declines, most pronounced in fourth grade reading and math. VPM's Megan Pauley reports. Chad Stewart, a policy analyst for the Virginia Education Association, says the test results aren't surprising. Students have been struggling over the pandemic, particularly students that face the most barriers to education, and that's exactly what these results bared out. One policy solution Stewart recommends is to give more funding to schools that aren't fully accredited. In Virginia, these schools have recently gotten less per student than fully accredited schools on average. And that's kind of upside down from what we know is needed based on research and funding adequacy. He says states need to spend up to 200 percent more on students living in poverty in order for them to perform on par with peers from higher income families. Megan Pauley, VPM News. Chesterfield County voters can now cast their early ballots in person at multiple places. As of Monday, the county opened five satellite locations. Prior to that, the only place to vote was at the main registrar's office on Lorry Road. All satellite spots are inside the following libraries, Ettrick Matoica, Clover Hill, La Prade, Meadowdale, and North Courthouse Road. Ballots can be cast Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., as well as this Saturday and on November 5th from 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Officials say it's important for voters to know where their original polling places are located before they head to a satellite location because each precinct has its own ballot. Since the Great Recession more than a decade ago, the city of Richmond has put off various maintenance needs, which could now cost $191 million. It was a strategy to lessen the impact of declining real estate taxes during the economic downturn. 
City Budget Director Jason May, who spoke with the Richmond Times-Dispatch, said that work on city vehicles like fire trucks, police cars, and garbage trucks was delayed. Maintenance on city buildings like upkeep for air conditioning and electrical systems was also put off. May said, quote, it can take years to really catch up. The U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development has awarded a local group more than $4 million as part of its youth homelessness demonstration program. The money will be used by the Greater Richmond Continuum of Care to help prevent youth homelessness in the region through housing services. The grant was announced at an event in Richmond on Monday. It's the first time the Richmond region has received dedicated youth funding from HUD. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. Some of these stories may have changed since the newscast was recorded. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at MyVPM. VPM. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.